0: Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day, where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day.
1: Until the all these associations can get on the same page and start working together, I think I might just pull out all of them. I don't know. Something I'm thinking about.
2: Hello. Hey, Dan, this is Clint Imes with the North American Fence Contractor Association.
1: How are you? I'm doing good, man. Did I do something wrong that you're calling me now, too, or what?
2: No, no, of course not. I thought it was time that we had a little conversation so I could uh, share some of the things we're doing over here at NAFCA with you and your listeners.
1: Yeah, man, I'm totally down. Um, How are you doing?
2: I'm, I'm doing really well. It's a really pretty spring day here in southwestern Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, old David Gatto's up there in PA. He's, uh, he's kicking ass and taking names, man. Um,
2: I, I see he's been pretty busy. I see a lot of posts of his.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty active. on. Well, he's not as active. He's more focused on his business now, but he's, he's doing some crazy things, man. He's doing some crazy stuff. So uh, what can I do for you?
2: I just thought it would be a good thing if you and I had a little conversation and I can share some of the things that are, have gone on at, at NAFCA, at the North American Fence Contractor Association
1: okay yeah well let's talk about it man because i you know i don't know a whole lot about NAFCA. i know i know a decent amount about uh afa um i know a lot about the fwa and that's only because brian calls me on a regular to give me updates kind of like what you're doing right now sure sure um so uh but um so Tell me, man, why, why? When was the NFA? The NFA. <laughs> when, when was when was NAFCA founded? When when when? Why was it founded? You know, who are you? Sure. Who do you do. Tell, tell our listeners. Yeah. Uh, NAFCA was founded in 2011.
2: Uh, there were a group of fence contractors that felt the smaller owner operators needed a little bit a better representation within the industry. Uh, there were eight to ten founding members back then in 2011. that that got together and formed the association. Uh, I've been the executive director since 2016.
1: Okay, so you weren't there when it was formed. I was not. So, sounds like to me, because AFA was was in existence then, so probably those guys probably didn't like how things were going, so they're like, screw it, we're going to start our own deal.
2: Well, I, I can't speak for the time since I wasn't there, but I think it was more of a, They wanted focus for the contractor. You know, a contractor, especially a smaller contractor, uh, is noticeably different than a big manufacturer, such as like Ameristar or something like that. So, there was a group that wanted, you know, some representation for the the smaller contractor operators.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, like, I'm on the uh, Gulf South Chapters board for the AFA, Mm -hmm. and it's made up of fence guys, but... Uh, there are manufacturers on that board mm-hmm. and there's a lot of manufacturers involved and it kind of gets a blurred line there, you know Um, and there's not enough fence people involved and I think the reason why is because the manufacturers are willing to come in and volunteer and the fence guys aren't. I think that's why. And, that, and they're the fence but you know, um, when it comes to NAFCA, you know, what is your what is your ratio to fence guys and manufacturers?
2: Yeah, I would guess 20 to 25% of our membership is a manufacturer. Uh, there's also a number of members that are kind of dual, like my own personal company, Well Cabin Fence. We're an installer, as well as we manufacture a commercial-grade post driver. So there's a few that are kind of in, in both camps. Uh, and we appreciate those manufacturers support you know those are the guys that are donating the material that we use for our our volunteer and our service projects those are the guys that are donating the material that we use for our fence training school um so we do have that that support from the manufacturers but we're still heavily representing the the contractor
1: okay okay yeah i get where you're coming from with that so um so you found in 2011 it was founded because they wanted more focus on the contractor, and then you've been the executive director since 2016. That's right. Six, seven years. Mm-hmm. All right. And hey, um, I'm just going to put this out there for our listeners that might not know how to find you. Your website is the number four, and then nafca.com, correct?
2: That That is correct.
1: Okay. Um, and we're
2: also on Facebook also, you know, Facebook backslash for NAFCA.
1: Okay, okay. Are you anywhere else? Are you on Instagram, TikTok, any of that? You got a social media guy? or
2: I, I kind of wear all those hats, and really we just focus on those couple things there. We do have an, an email distribution list that will send out email updates to the members as well. Um, but we haven't really verged over into Instagram or TikTok yet.
1: Okay, all right. And how many members do you think y'all got? Oh, yeah man.
2: we finished up last year with around 60 members i think we'll hit that same maybe slightly more this year we're just wrapping up our, our 23 membership drive trying to get everybody to finalize their paperwork and renew for this
1: current year well you reached out to me a couple years ago to join and i i didn't join um
2: yeah no i tried i tried to talk you into it
1: you tried hard too man <laughs> <laughs> it was through a facebook inbox but i was just like man i just don't know if i need this and I'll be honest with you, man. I'm at a point right now to where until the all these associations can get on the same page and start working together, I think I'm, I might just pull out all of them and just sit back and talk about them and point out what's good, what's bad, and, uh, and come in with an unbiased uh, opinion. I don't know. Something I'm thinking about.
2: We get a lot of questions trying to, you know, compare us to the other associations, I, and I always try to deflect that because I don't think you can really compare. Um, you know, you have one major big player that's been in the industry for a very long time. Uh, then you have us; we've been around since '11, so we're up there about uh, twelve years or so. And then you have a new one that's got massive momentum that's coming through with tons of membership. You know, one's a little bit expensive to join. Ours is very attainable at 250 and the other one's free. So it's not really an apples to apples comparison. Mm-hmm. The way that I like to tell people for a upstarting company that's trying to gain their footing, having the support and recognition of a, a fence trade organization is gonna help them. It's gonna show their customers they're committed to doing the best job they can. Uh, and then for a more established company, you know, a company like yours isn't going to need the support from NAFCA like these those younger guys do. But you can rest well knowing that that 250 dues is going to help improve the industry by our, our Finch training school or by our service projects that we do. You know, you're giving back to society and to the industry.
1: Yeah, I know my buddy uh, Kevin Nelson is pretty involved with NAFCA.
2: He did. Kevin came through our school uh, 2018 or 19. Kevin's a great guy. And, uh, yeah. And and he sent other employees through our school as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like Kevin. And you also have, uh, Sean King on your board of directors, right?
2: We do. I've had the privilege of working with Sean at our fence school for the last two years. Uh, he was an instructor this past year in early February as well as last year, which obviously anytime Sean comes to the table, it's high energy, it's good stuff. It's, it's always great to get to hang out with him.
1: Yeah, man. Um, you know, I credit me being involved with the AFA to Matt Warner because I've had, I was scouring the internet, you know, four years ago looking for this program that I saw this software. And I credit Sean King for the reason why I built fence the way I do today and literally changing my business, man. I'm a, I'm a huge Sean King fan when it comes to all that and his tools. So, um, I think, uh, I might have this wrong, but I I think he's the the vice president now of the FWA.
2: He is. I think I saw that last week or this most recent week. I I saw that he's the VP for FWA.
1: Yeah, Brian's got a lot of stuff coming out. So, which you know, I think that goes right along with uh, with um, Sean's. You know, a rising tide raises all ships. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, are you, you agreeance with that?
2: I think that the industry needs to continue to elevate itself. Um, I think too many people in the past maybe looked at it as like, I'm just a fencer. And I don't think that that's a really fair or accurate statement, you know. Uh, us fencers are protecting our nation's airports and our government facilities and it's perfecting, you know, your, your aunt's Yorkshire in the backyard. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I think that we need to take pride in that. And, you know, if we, the, the comment that rising tide raises all ships, if we work together via these associations and we do a better job, uh, the whole industry benefits, the whole industry elevates.
1: Yes, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly agree so um let's see here you had sent me an email back and uh gave me some background information on yourself Mm -hmm. you're a second generation fencer correct you were born in 1980 and what your dad started a fence company in 1981 that's right he must have been like i gotta feed this guy He must have ate a lot
2: (laughs) that's it yeah my parents started the business in 81 uh so up here in southwestern pa my dad got to start working in the coal mines and he got laid off a time or two and he got tired of being a dependent on somebody else for his income so uh, my dad grew up on a farm we still run a 400 acre beef cattle farm and uh, he ended up building some fence for my grandfather and a neighbor saw it and like the quality job that my dad did, so he went and built fence for the neighbor, and it kind of grew from there.
1: Dude, do you know Dan Williams? Williams. Oh, yeah. Fence? That's, yeah. How, that's how he started.
2: Yeah, no, I know Dan real well. Dan's a real good guy.
1: So Dan and his dad, or his dad maybe, was building, having a fence built, and the fence guy that was building a fence, I think Dan's dad went and helped him. Now, I might be a okay. little off, but this is the gist of the story. Sure. And by the time it was done, the guy sold the business to Dan's dad. And then Dan said, from that point on, my life was miserable because we were driving posts with malls and my dad had me holding the post and I was watching this. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hear that story, man. But, uh, yeah, um, that's a crazy story. That I mean, that's exactly how he, his family started out in the fence business. Um, so th- what is the name of your fence company slash businesses?
2: Yeah, it's Log Cabin Fence. Okay. So, so we're primarily a, a farm and ranch fence contractor, so we're obviously different than probably a lot of your listeners. We're not doing a whole lot of the backyard fence. We're doing you know stuff for cattle and horses and such.
1: Okay. So you got like one of those pro-Vs or whatever they call them, one of those big tractor deals that go around and slam posts on the ground and one person can build fence?
2: Yeah, so we actually manufacture our own uh, post driver called the Log Cabin Pro Driver, Uh, and that's what we use. We have several of them. We actually have them mounted on uh, one-ton pickup trucks and skid steers and little track machines and such, Uh, but that's what we're using. We're out there driving that wooden post into the ground and building the brace and stretching wire, woven wire, coated wire, whatever the the day calls for.
1: Huh, Man, did you see Mark Olson's got a bunch of round posts for sale?
2: Yeah, he's a little too far from me. That's a good price on the post, but I don't know if I can justify driving to Florida to pick him up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mean it could be a business expense go down to florida dip your toes in the ocean watch mark surf and wish you were out there and could surf also
2: yeah well, i go to florida once a year for our fence training school and uh and that usually say my need for florida i'd rather <laughs> head to, to, to head
1: to the mountains really really so um so it says here in the email that you sent me that you fenced as a kid through high school and college Mm -hmm. Then you left the family business for about four or five years to go do something else. And then you came back and you've been there ever since, right?
2: That's correct. So, yeah, I I went to school and got an accounting degree uh, and I did audit work out of college. And that was always my my end goal was always to come back to the family business. But I wanted to go outside and get outside experience so I could bring more to the table. And by doing audit work, that gave me a great opportunity because I could see the inside of how just a number of different big you know, profitable or even non-profitable businesses were working, and I brought that experience back to log cabin fence over 17 years ago. Whenever I came back,
1: yeah. So when we, f- when when obviously you know we talked prior to this call, you mentioned that you just finished your MBA. I did. I just
2: finished up in uh, December.
1: Nice. So you're bringing some of the things that you learned from college and and getting your degrees. You're bringing those processes and so forth into NAFCA, correct?
2: I I am. We're trying to, you know, even though NAFCA is a nonprofit, I think you have to run any business or any entity as a business. You have to look at the dollars and cents. You have to look and see what is going to make us money, where are we going to lose money. Uh, So I'm looking at those things whenever we are, whenever I'm running my personal business, whenever we're running NAFCA. Uh, so, yeah, I'm taking that skill set and applying it right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just like uh, when you drive down the road and you see these mega churches and then you see the mm-hmm. churches that uh, don't have the money to paint the building. Mm-hmm. When I see that, I say to myself, the preacher there is not a good businessman. The preacher there is a good businessman. So, And they're nonprofits. So I like that you're doing that. I mean, um, you had mentioned that y'all are currently working on your um your Finch training school and you added right. you added a day to it to do a large capstone, basically like one full project, not just twenty foot of wood, twenty foot of aluminum, but we're gonna go in and do a one big large project. And you learn that process through getting your your MBA. It was something yeah, that they did, right? It
2: is. So, just to take a step back, what our school currently is or has been for the last 10 years is we have eight different fence disciplines that we're teaching. So, each of the student groups will spend about four to five hours doing chain link or wood fence or PVC or gate operators or farm and ranch. So, it's a really nice, wide, you know, shotgun approach to fence building. Um, so, we've done that for a number of years in that way. What's really also unique about our school, we're doing all these projects at the Municipal Golf Course in Sebring, Florida. So, it is real-world application. When we install that vinyl privacy fence or that wooden picket fence, we're doing it around the playground or around the maintenance facility. So, we're doing full sections, full footage as a fence. There's no half measures. There's nothing like, well, if you were really doing this in the real world, you would set this to this depth and use concrete, but we're only going to pack it in sand because we're pulling this out in two days. Everything is a permanent installation. Oh, so that's, wow. a, I, I think, is a very a hugely beneficial thing that we are able to do with our school is each of those disciplines that are being taught. It's a very real world application with those materials. Uh, at each school on Tuesday night, graduation is always Wednesday night. On Tuesday night, all of us instructors have a nice dinner. and We talk about what worked, what didn't work, what can we do to improve? Because what we are trying to do is constantly improve this educational offering that we are really focused on giving the, the industry. And through discussion, it was said about how, and actually it was Sean's initial dis- uh, suggestion was doing a large project to really show the students when you're laying out a backyard chain link or ornamental aluminum, what do you do in the gas line is right where that post is supposed to go. Because while our work we're doing in our four to five hour classes shows some of that, it's not. it's really something to show that from start to finish what you just accomplished. And in my MBA, My very last class of the MBA was what they called the capstone. And so we were doing financial analysis or SWOT analysis or discussing supply chains for one entity. So you kind of took each of those individual classes that I had previous to the final and pushed it all together into one final project. And that's what we have felt is going to be a good thing for our school. Adding that one day gets all those students those those exposure and that experience in the different types of fence and then we take one day everybody works together and you know we start and there's going to be a barren backyard or a barren area and at the end of the day there's going to be a completely done fence project
0: a
1: permanent fence project correct yeah nice
2: so we're working through the logistics on that um our school director is a gentleman named Mark Prost. Mark Prost has been in the industry for a very long time, uh, so he's working with the city trying to find what that kind of marquee capstone project is going to be. Um, and we actually had our board, uh, our NAFCA board meeting yesterday on Zoom, discussing these things and, and putting some plan into action of of what we're coming across, what projects we can we can do for this. The other thing we discussed yesterday is adding a. Sort of a business management sales marketing quickbooks whatever it might be portion to the school that would happen either before or after the school so a company that is up and growing you know a new company an owner operator they could come to both portions of it they could get that exposure on how to install they could also get that exposure on how to run their business or a company like yourself, you know, you're established. You don't really need your foreman to learn how to run a business. You could just send them to the the, the installation aspect of the school.
1: Huh. Yeah, good stuff, man.
2: So y'all are we have a, pushing forward. We have a, we, well, we have a great group of volunteers on our board of directors. And these are people that are, you know, taking their time to to try to improve the industry through these things like this training um you know we run a pretty tight budget obviously on membership at only 250 bucks a, a pop these board members when they come to florida for the meeting or when they go to virginia for our, our fall meeting they're paying their travel and everything out of pocket you know they're they are volunteering their time and they're volunteering their pocketbook to to make the industry better
1: yeah yeah um I can imagine uh, having that meeting and having Sean in it about the uh, installation. You know, he's just got so much value to bring, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we're
2: very thankful to have him on the board because he does. He brings that that energy and that knowledge of what he's doing with with his businesses, and he's you know volunteering it to to NAFCA to help us make our our education that we offer as best as it can be.
1: Oh man, you know what I forgot? You got Al Martins as your president, the Fence Armor we guy. Do. Yes, we do. That guy's impressive, man. I, I don't know if you saw the or heard the show that we did with him, but I read off his credentials in the, in the beginning of the show, and that's just like twenty percent of his credentials. The guy's amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've had the privilege of working very close with Al for a number of years because I uh, so. Prior to being president, Al was our vice president, uh, whenever Scott Rudy was our president. And so I've worked with Al for a number of years in in this capacity, and and I'm thankful to get to to do that and work with him. I got that show uh, saved on my phone. I haven't got to it yet, but I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys all discuss.
1: So I got a friend of mine that owns a, um, not an oil company, but he builds uh, cranes for Mm -hmm. oil platforms, okay? And he has a hunting camp up in uh, St. Francisville, Louisiana. And he takes his clients hunting. And he said, man, I haven't shot a deer in like 25 years. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, well, I sit in the stand and I let the customer shoot. He goes, but when you're in a stand with somebody for three or four hours in the morning, and then you go out that afternoon for another three or four hours, and all you have to do is sit down, look at each other and talk. You know how much information you can learn about a guy and get from a guy and build a relationship in that short period of time. I was like, man, that makes a lot of sense. So with all that being said, I would like to take about a three or four hour car ride with Al somewhere. Just me <laughs> sure, Absolutely. And Al, because I feel like when I get out of that car ride, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm a better person. I know <laughs> you know, I know stuff that I didn't even know existed, much less known, you know.
2: That's one of the perks of being involved with NAFCA is either when I'm seeing all these people at Fence Training School in Florida, or each year we do a volunteer service project at Arlington National Cemetery where we go in and replace some other dilapidated fence. At no cost to the cemetery, you know, we have our manufacturers donate that. Uh, aluminum or chain link and we go in and replace it um you get to work alongside and rub shoulders with people like like al you know people uh that take their time out to do this we get great support from these from our, our our members that come in and and do those projects and you build that kind of rapport with them that are lifelong friends because you know i have a great group of friends here but I can't talk about running a fence business with them. They don't understand the nuances of what we do, but yeah. when you're together with these guys that are running these businesses, you know, they know exactly how much it sucks when it starts raining, when you're planning on starting that big project or whenever you get out there and the utility lines are, you know, it looks like a maze of the Tetris yeah. or jigsaw <laughs> where the fence is supposed to go.
1: <laughs> or, you, or your fence is a hundred percent. It's about three quarters of an inch off the ground. And Miss Betty comes out and goes, uh, my snake dog is going to get under that fence, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. So as a as a farm fencer, I don't have to worry about that one too much, but I got to make sure it's going to keep that cow in or that horse in. But you're exactly right.
1: <laughs> so, um, so y'all, so y'all, right now, y'all focusing on fence training. Y'all have a fence training school coming up in early February of 2024. Um, That's right. Go ahead. You need to send me over your calendar events so I can get that added to the My Fence Life calendar on MyFenceLife.com. I've got everything on there from FWA to AFA to um, hopefully now NAFCA. And I think we're also adding gate operator stuff on there from WASA and stuff like that.
2: Good deal. We're adding. That yeah, up, we so. definitely will send that over to you. Yeah, the tentative dates this year are going to be February 11th to the 14th. Uh, we haven't yet finalized. Most likely, the capstone will be that Thursday, the 15th. We don't know if we're going to do that business management before our installer part starts or after the installer part ends. So we're still kind of navigating that. We should have that answer in the next two to four weeks.
1: So, have you thought about that business management school being able to do it online?
2: We, so as we're just adding it now, the first go round, I'm sure, is going to be in person. I'm not opposed to Zoom. You know, we've all utilized Zoom to navigate the pandemic and to be able to do things when we couldn't be together. But there's no way you can replace just being in person and, and having those discussions because while the topic and the things that are taught is important, that networking that you get hanging out with the people, having a drink at the bar with those people after the class is over and those are really those great connections that you just don't get with doing it online uh, so for the first round I'm sure we're going to do it completely in person it might be something that we consider adding in the future uh, but for right now I'm sure we're going to go more of an in-person route
1: well you know you have to keep in mind of Billy you know Billy just started his company I- I'll give you a good example there's a guy that uh, watches the show his name is Colby Bierman I think I said that right I'm horrible with names man but anyway you know he's a one truck one man guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got a helper, but you know what I mean. He sure. he's, he's a one truck guy. He's running the truck. He's running the business. Wouldn't it be nice if he can say, "Hey, um, I can get on at eight o'clock, log in at eight p.m., log in and sit through a business class and learn a little something, and maybe he's not." able to get that camaraderie or that networking or that beer with the guy at the bar, but he's still getting something and that's, that's value to Colby.
2: It, it absolutely is. There's no question about that. Um, the reason we run our school when we do in, in early February is especially for most of the guys don't have to worry about it in Louisiana, but most of our Northern guys are slow at that time, you know, either or they're not even working because of snow or mud. Right. Um, so we purposely do it kind of in the off season Um, right before the season really kicks off. Um, You're hitting the nail on the head. You know, a guy like Colby, it it is hard for him either, A, to justify the expense to travel to, say, Florida or to take the time away from doing his installation. Um, But at this point...
1: Or or to use the money he squirreled away to make it through winter, to spend it to travel to Florida to do a class, you know?
2: So on that note, not that it's, you know, there's still the expense. NAFCA runs our education at cost. Uh, so, for example, this past year, our French training school, uh, Sunday through Wednesday night, actually, they check out Thursday morning, complete all in all these students have to pay for is their travel to Florida. It was 2000 bucks or 2500 bucks. So that's Sunday through Thursday morning. That's classes. That's hotel. That's all the meals. So, you know. Our volunteer instructors and our volunteers that are, are helping to run this help make it as just attainable as possible for a guy like Colby. Um, there, you're, what you're saying, there's tremendous merit to it. You're right. Yeah, because look, uh, I but, can
1: tell you right now, man. In 2003, 2004, if you said, "Hey, $2,500 to come down here and learn how to build fence," I would be like, right, "I'm good, bro. That $2,500 is going to pay my house note, my car note, my car insurance this month."
2: Sure, but that was you know at that time if we were running the school that school would have probably been like five hundred when you figure how much inflation's been since '03.
1: Um, I'm I'm using back when I was at the point that Kobe's at. Sure, absolutely. And Kobe's there now, and it's twenty five hundred. So that's why I was like, that's why I like Sean's YouTube videos.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's something too that you know what I would say is, look, this is how we're doing it. There are, we have members, you know, Sean's a member, Mr. Fence Academy is a member, Tony Thornton's a member. We have members that are offering other options for you. If you, you know, just don't have the time, the means, the ability to come to Florida or wherever the training is. Um, but there are members that are out there doing things that that might be a better fit. We're just choosing. This is how we feel is the best fit for, for us. You know, everybody knows their, their skill set. Uh, when it comes to fencing, you know that your fence is that you're the best at. For us at log cabin fence, I don't touch chain link. My guys do not know how to do chain link fence. Um, I know what my skill set is. I know what my guy's skill set is, and I think we're doing the same thing at Navca, where we're knowing what our skill set is. And at this point, adding a an online portion doesn't really fit into what our our guys are are skilled to do.
1: I hear you. I don't know. It's just. Throwing it out there, man. You know? Oh,
2: no, it's, it's something that is definitely, I mean, everything's going that way. And it is something that can be done in the future. For the initial round of it, though, I think the in-person part of it is what we're really going to focus on.
1: Yeah, I mean, we ran our entire country for a year or so on Zooms. You know? Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> ran the entire country. So um, let me ask you this. What what value do, you, do, do trade organizations such as, NAFCA, AFA, FWA, WASA, all these other guys, wh- what kind of value do you think they actually add? So the whole trade organization industry,
2: I think, has dramatically changed in the last 20 plus years. You know, when my dad was building his business with my mom in the late 80s and the early 90s, it was imperative that he go to fence tech so he could see the new device, see the new tools, see the new material. But now, whenever I want to say, you know, occasionally I'll have a new project or a new opportunity come across my plate, I just simply pick up my phone and use the Google device to to do the research. Look at a YouTube video of that tool working. So the entire trade organization industry has changed. Also, if you look at the Facebook groups or social media, you know, there are probably what, 12, 15 different fence groups out there now. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you've seen this too. I'll see somebody who's probably a guy like Colby, a new up-and-coming business guy. He'll post a question, you know, how should I do this? And then I'll see two or three or four comments that's just absolute garbage. Like, it is horrible advice. It is not the right way to do it. But Colby doesn't know the difference. He just knows that that guy makes a lot of posts on that fence group. And then you'll see three or four other guys that give him better information. Mm -hmm. So a group like NAFCA is able to provide that, Better information, you know, when our students come through the school, they're getting the phone numbers of all of our instructors. You know, so when they are out there and they have that opportunity to do that unique different project, well, they can pick up their phone and call Sandy Franklin or Devin Don Roach from the Ching Link class or Dustin Wyman and say, Hey, I've got an opportunity to do this. How should I do it? So they know that they're getting good, solid advice as opposed to how good is that advice they are getting on that Facebook group? And I think that kind of networking camaraderie is really what our association is able to offer and help continue to improve the industry, rise the tide and rise all the ships. is we're providing that that networking. We're providing these training opportunities. We're providing these volunteer opportunities where you go and maybe you never install aluminum, but you're going to come to D.C. and come to Arlington and help tear out some old chain link and put in some new you know, barrette aluminum for that project that
1: we're doing there. So did you just mention Debbie and Don Roche?
2: Oh yeah. Debbie's on our board.
1: Really? Th- that's mm-hmm. the couple from Kansas that like fence every day together.
2: Yes. they're, they're Great, great people.
1: Dude. I met them in uh, Waverly, Nebraska at um, Matt Warner's uh, Epic. I forget what he called it. Operation Epic or something. And I flew up there to go check it out, and I met them, and I was like blown away just by standing there talking to them too.
2: Yeah, you'll be hard pressed to find a, a, <laughs> a duo that has the amount of knowledge on fence as those two do, as well as just the solid people that they are.
1: Yeah, yeah, those that yeah. So, man, you got a pretty stacked board.
2: We've got a great board. You know, they're part, and they're also to our instructors for Fence Training School. Deb and Don have been instructors for a number of years. I I didn't think to pull this number up here, but I want to say the collective experience of our instructors is something like 450 or 500 years of fencing experience amongst our like 10 instructors, 12 instructors.
1: Yeah. So you've got Debbie and Don Roche from Kansas. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. You've got uh, Sean King. Another phenomenal guy. Yep. Um, you've got Al Martins. That guy is so freaking smart. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know uh, some of these other people. I tried to pull the website up because I-, I was making some notes and I didn't finish. And this morning the website was down. You told me they were doing some maintenance. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I went to hop on and take a look at a few things and do some maintenance of my own, and I saw that apparently WordPress uh, did an update and crashed the website, so I had to email our our web person, and she's hopefully going to get that straightened out for us before this podcast airs.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know when this is going to air. i got to figure it out, but uh, i got a bunch of these I've been doing. I've been stacking them up. But, sure. Uh, yeah, man. Impressive stuff, dude. I appreciate you giving me a call. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about?
2: I, I mean, I think we've really talked a lot about, about what all is going on. You know, at the end of the day, we're just attempting to, to make the industry the best it can be. Uh, and I think that's what everyone's really wanting from this. You know, you know, we've got a group of, board members. We got a group of fence training school instructors, and we got a group of members that are out there every day trying to be the best that they can be at their their thing, whether it be farm fencing or aluminum or gate operating. We got a great group of people, and uh, we're obviously looking for more. We want people to join our association. We want people to ask questions. We want to be able to answer their questions. And- the more support we have, the more members we have, the more things we're able to do, the more trainings we can offer, the more volunteer service projects that we can do. Uh, so any questions, feel free to hit us up on our email or our Facebook group and we're, you know, our Facebook page and we're happy to answer them, happy to have members. And maybe after this, you'll decide to have uh, Fence King join us as well.
1: Yeah, man, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm totally re, uh, rethinking my whole, uh, my whole deal with uh joining the associations i think i just need to kind of step back and think about things a little bit um what is that what is that email that we can email is it like a support email or uh it's
2: real straightforward it's info i n f o at the number four nafka.com
1: all right perfect and then we got the website i'll put all this in the notes of the show perfect and uh good stuff man i appreciate the call and look feel free to call me anytime go hey man i got something to tell you we got this going on i want to talk about this we had this happen and uh you know we're trying to fix it or we got this happen and i think everybody needs to know and come enjoy it okay
2: yeah absolutely we will do all
1: right brother well look it was great talking to you and same to you, you keep on fencing all right man you do the same all right buddy bye bye
0: listening to to my Fence fence life yes we like to have fun beer bourbon and business and although we have fun